Welcome to the Unnamed Adventures Podcast. On episode 39, we're going to talk about work on the road and social media while on the road. Welcome to the Unnamed Adventures Podcast. We're recording this episode on the road. Yeah, we feel like we miss out on like some of our brightest moments when we're driving across the state and so or different states. So we decided today as we were talking about different topics we should talk about on the podcast, we're like, well, why don't we see how it goes? So hopefully the background noise isn't um, too dis- disruptive, but it should be a consistent highway sound. So hopefully you can ignore it. <laughs> or, we, put, or put you to sleep, either one. Yeah, either way. <laughs> uh, but as we drive here across, across Wyoming, and one of the things that we were discussing that we really wanted to, well, actually we got like really like passionate about, and I'm like, I think we need to share this with people because, you know, we've been on the road for over five months now, and I feel like we just like figured out in this last month how to actually make good money on the road without having to be limited by like all these different things. And we talked a little bit about this, I think last time, about being independent insurance adjusters and the challenges with digital nomading or if you're like working in the IT industry or you know IT is just an example because they're kind of known for being pretty um, flexible in their location Um, but I'm sure there's other industries that are also flexible I just know a lot of people in IT that do um, travel or the goal would be one location for a month or um, have more flexibility and um, as I was talking to Jake I said what how many couples and we talk to people all the time who are also traveling like full-time or for like six months or a year or something and I think one couple actually is like making good money on the road and he is in IT and had the job like for like nine years before they went out and started traveling full-time and they decided to do because she had all these health issues. Yeah, so it's really just a, a sheer challenge to find those type of opportunities out in the world. Um, and a lot of the people that we come across and the stuff that you see on social media, the, the van life movement and the... Well, yeah, and it's such a, it, it, it makes it, me laugh because... It's, it's this like glamorized thing. Oh, it's so gorgeous. I'm in my van and we're backed up to the ocean and it's perfect and delightful. And I'm like, how long did it take you to make your van look presentable? Because we were in our little baby hiker trailer and it was trouble. Or not trouble, but it took a little bit. To, it was always um, messy because you, that's where you lived. You didn't have any like separate hangout space versus your separate sleeping space like it was always very lived in and so anytime I see pictures on social media that just look so delightfully perfect it just makes me chuckle yeah so with that whole movement it we're living it you know we're using a different vehicle you know we're using an SUV and towing a trailer around uh, we got a little bit bigger trailer thank goodness um, but the dogs always seem to find their way on the bed bed, yeah (laughs) well now too with our trailer we have our little office which is our kitchen table which at night we fold down and that's where the dogs end up and as jake said they do mosey their way over to us um because they're little snuggle bugs but that's okay we love them for that (laughs) but one of the things we wanted to talk about is just 
you know, how do people make money on the road? And that's something that I'd be really interested to hear people like message in on, like whether through one of our social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or just send us an email message on unnamedadventures.com. Because if you are successfully traveling full-time and actually bringing in money, like we'd love to hear it. For us, our solution has been getting our um, uh, license to be an independent insurance adjuster. So we're both doing it. We're going to work as a team. We're actually waiting for um, Hurricane, is it Dorian, I think is the name yeah, of it, in Florida. So. It's over the Caribbean right now, and we're waiting for it to hit. Um, we had to actually have our, we just waiting for our fingerprinting cards because we couldn't go, long story short, we couldn't physically go in to get fingerprinted because there's only certain companies out of Florida that let you actually do it. And it was so far from anywhere we were going to be, we opted to have them mailed to my parents' house. So we're actually on our way there right now and we're going to get them in and we're going to then have like, we're going to overnight them and hopefully we'll get um, everything, you know, processed and we'll have our license numbers by next week. And so yeah. that'll be really nice because it probably, from what we've read, it'll probably be about two weeks until they actually start calling people to go and start making claims. Yeah, so essentially we would have to get on these rosters of these insurance companies that are, you know, go out to these storms and these adjusting firms. So that once we get our numbers, we'll be able to start calling it and do our sales and customer service thing and, you know, hopefully get the call and you know we're we're ready to go down uh, well and i guess what you do is you actually call like every day like you have your list of insurance companies you call hey has anything changed i'm ready to go at a moment's notice so essentially you're just being very flexible and we have family in alabama so most likely once we get our fingerprinting in we're going to go down there and like wait for to be ready because now the storm season's coming so our podcast is actually going to focus a little bit more on um, obviously like the fun adventure and stuff we're doing traveling, but also how are we actually making money? How's it going? Um, and kind of talk a little bit about it, that, of it, the realities of it. Yeah, and just like the real stuff that's happening. I mean, you see the cool stuff on Instagram, but there's some unglorious things that, you know, I don't think they get uh, portrayed on there. Well, and I just get really irritated because <laughs> I feel like everyone makes it look so easy. You know, oh, I'm an influencer. I make tons of money. Well, not that they say it, but it, they make it look like they're making tons of money as an influencer. It's just like, well, is that your primary job? Okay, so you have 15,000 followers. You have 80,000 followers. You know, are you are you making money or are you getting free product? You know, how many hits are you getting on your website? Are you a blog writer or do you do your video content on YouTube? Or like, what do you do that you're making your money? Because it takes a lot, a lot of followers until you actually make money. Because like YouTube, they changed their policies. I don't know how many years ago. It's a way harder to make money on there than you than you used to be able to. Yeah, so it's just it's not going to be coming just from one thing, and that's kind of what we're seeing. It's not it's not just coming from doing that one full time job. It's coming from multiple things. But what are those things, and what's the main breadwinner for you? Well, yeah, and we try to have um, you know we try to have our social media content relatively on the same timeline of when we're doing it. Sometimes it's not just for like, you know, you a of service or... Oh yeah, and for the safety aspect of it, for all of our crazy stalker fans. Yeah, I'm sure there. there's so many. <laughs> but, you know, it's uh, when we're on the road 
like I do our Instagram um, TV stuff and I get really excited about that because it's easy I just combine it together I do little clips and then combine it to make it into a video and we get like really good views on that and then like with YouTube though and I don't know if it's because there's way more competition but like we don't get as much like Jake does a lot of the YouTube stuff sometimes I'll do it too but it's way more work you have to have like a cut like there's all these there's a totally different process and we don't get as many hits like we just got a hundred followers and customize our username and we're like oh my gosh we got a customized username like it took five months yeah and it's you know just fi figuring out what works and kind of changing our focus on some of the different platforms uh, just because it works on instagram doesn't mean it's gonna be as successful on facebook or well, youtube and you know like for instance youtube you know our day in the life stuff really isn't a big hit you know we're gonna be doing more of you know some of the epic hikes that we've done and kind of those iconic hikes that we've done in national parks and also kind of the different campsite reviews and and really kind of driving it more towards review-ish well yeah <laughs> and the highest number of views we received is on both of the hiker trailer tour videos that we did and that's probably because hiker trailer is a super niche product that um, has an 18 month waiting list to get the trailer and they're really awesome if you're able to like you know if you're really into off-roading and things like that and you know even just easy setup we loved ours unfortunately our lifestyle changed and we weren't able to make it conducive to that but you know I just wanted to take a moment and know what we're talking about social media and talk about like the purpose of each platform because I feel like people I don't know this took me a long time and I, to learn and I feel that a lot of people are in the same boat and appreciate the information so I'm going to digress for just a couple minutes here so we are on literally like every one that's the main one I hate reddit I think it's super negative so I'm not on it anymore I was on it for a few months and I'm like I would get so upset about reading people's comments and things and I'm like why are people so mean so I don't do reddit just for that I know some people love it I'm anti-reddit and all the platforms that we are on we try to keep our content positive you know even make light of something that humorous situations yes might not be as glorious you know like kind of making jokes of our hiker trailer either smells like dog or farts yeah it's true <laughs> you know we we're just chuckling about that the other day but so we definitely try to be positive because there's so much negativity in the world. Why do, you know, why add to it? So anyway, on our Twitter, we do, what I found anyway with Twitter, is that it's more conversationalist and people really try to build a community where you're interacting with what people, like the questions people ask or what's happening in your day or if you have a question or, um, and you can be involved in these different like communities within Twitter and then they do like these group chats which I've never been able to do because we've always been so busy but I've actually learned to really like Twitter because I've built now a community and I follow like anyone who like travels pretty much all the time and is like a travel blogger or travel writer some sort of like travel influencer but not like uh, not the duck face yeah, I can't handle it. I can't, I don't do those. But when it's like genuine content. And then there's some uh, Twitter followers. So shout out to Green Mochilla and these foreign roads. Like I love following their stuff. Like it's 
really genuine. I think both of those couples are super genuine and the content that they do is so interesting and the posts that they have, it's just really fun and it's genuine. And those are the type of people that I like to follow like on any of our social media platforms. So that's kind of how Twitter is. It's more community oriented and actually interacting with people. And then on Instagram, Instagram's actually my favorite. I am a professional photographer and so I love posting images. Not that I'm using my professional camera all the time because who wants to carry that around on a 12 mile hike. But um, I try to take pictures that represent what we're doing and showing the beauty of the area. And with that you get comments and questions sometimes, but mostly it's just kind of sharing visual content. Uh, and I actually really enjoy all the people we follow. Uh, you know, we follow people that are doing what we're doing or people that are doing through hikes or who, um, anything really related to the outdoors. If I see too many pictures of like just them and their faces or their whatever, I'm like, I'm not interested and like I unfollow them. And we don't have kids, so I'm not really like into the people that just post pictures of their kids. So I actually unfollow like people that do that too, just cause I'm like, I'd rather more see like where you're going and what you're doing and the things you're learning about. And how we try to do our Instagram is actually including historic information about where we're going and what we're seeing. So then one, when we look back on our feed, cause maybe someday we'll write a book, we can be like, oh yeah, I remember that, that was really cool. Well, just like from our five month recap, I'm like, we missed this, 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 and this, and this, this, and it's like crazy on how much stuff we've done. And just well, since, we missed since, so much too. Like yeah. it's Oh yeah, and just since then, you know, all the different things that we've done, it's been pretty epic and cool to see it really unfold. Yeah, there's just not enough time, I mean, uh, to do everything. And you ask our family and friends that, you know, or they'll ask us, hey, where are you going to be in a couple weeks? And it's like, we look at each other and we're like, um, well, over here sounds kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, so that's Instagram. And then Facebook is its own animal because you kind of get a combo of Twitter and Instagram because it's their real name. So you actually can get to know these people. And I actually like only follow like um, national parks and companies. I don't follow individual people because then I never can actually see content. It's only people's updates versus like learning stuff. So I like to learn like when I go on Facebook because a lot of these companies are using it as a tool to promote their businesses. And of course it's all businesses related to the outdoors like trekking companies and you know national parks and forests and I don't know. I like it. It's kind of fun. I don't spend a lot of time just reading um so when i do i want to i don't want to have to filter through all this extra content to look through it because facebook i think is has a lot of resources because you can post your you can do your link and it does a little picture um highlight of that link and then it like links it to the website so it's very easy to read articles on there which i really like like i follow like outdoor magazine and places like that so i that's how my facebook is i don't know how you do your facebook but that's why i do my facebook and that's yeah. how I do our business Facebook, the Unnamed Adventures. Yeah, a little bit of everything for me. Yeah, and then Pinterest is so interesting. It took me a long time. I fought Pinterest until we got engaged. And then I was like, finally learned how to use it. And I love <laughs> Pinterest. It's so great. We get thousands upon thousands upon thousands of views every week. Which is shocking because we're not... It must be how we're... I haven't quite figured out the... Uh, how the tags work and how you're actually promoting stuff. We get a ton of hits every week on there. 
And so I just kind of followed the same principles for hashtagging and um, including the content that, you know, they suggest you do on Pinterest because each platform, you know, you can hashtag, but you don't want to like over hashtag on Twitter because then you're wasting um, your letters you can use and there's this whole thing. But anyway, Pinterest is really fun and you can create boards and then like people follow your boards and that's fun, especially if you keep on adding to it because then they're notified when you add new content to your board and then that's driving people to your Pinterest page, thus your website or your blog or your podcast or whatever it is. Yeah, wherever you really want to drive them to, you know, you can kind of use that as a platform. Mm -hmm. Because, like, we sell, um, I have um, digital, um, like, landscape photography images on Etsy. So, and I don't even think I made a, I should probably do that. (laughs) But I didn't make a board of all the pictures for sale on Etsy um, because that's not really what it's used for um it really is a search tool for ideas for people and And really how to i mean i've did that for when we had our house for how to you know different garden ideas yeah and you know great for diy people oh yeah for sure like and for doing the trailer and kind of tweaking different things you know party planning yeah anything that you want to see how other people are being creative like it, that's exactly I love Pinterest it's and then like too when we were planning our trip out to the west coast like what are the best hikes in Oregon and what are the best hikes in Olympic National Park and all these things and then you just it's like you just end up getting into this whole other you it's, go it's to one site to the next to the next because it just keeps on leading you to more resources in a very easy way yeah, and the nice thing, all of the platforms, you're able to have a, a community behind you, and you can really filter it for yourself. Yeah, the, Pinterest, I found, people will, like, 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 we do recipes and stuff on there, too, and they'll, and they'll like it, or they'll maybe say, like, yep, I made this, but it's not as interactive as some of the other social media platforms. Now, YouTube is nice, because we get a ton of comments on there. And that's really fun, even though we don't have like a ton of views on every single video. We don't have, I mean, we have to build a following first for that, but. If you build it, they will come, I hear. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, the ratio to how many followers we have and the comments we get is pretty good. So that'll grow as time. But we don't do like a ton of videos all the time either. You know, there's a lot of people that are posting constantly. So I know that's part of it, why we don't have a ton of followers. But, you know, it's. You can't be everything to all people on every platform. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and frankly, I'm backlogged on you know some different videos and campsite reviews and everything like that because we've been just traveling so much and. And it's harder to do the videos than on the Instagram TV. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So we kind of you know that's kind of how we design everything. And oh, so I was I had a point to this. I wasn't just trying to chat to <laughs> chat, but so going back to like you're getting money from the hits you get on your social media. Uh, That's kind of how everyone says how they like, oh, I'm an influencer. I make money from my social media content. Um, We've had, I think since we started six, seven um, companies that have given us like free product in exchange for us sharing, um, you know, their product and why we like it and why we use it as well as like a video like review of how to use it or something like that if it was like a product you use otherwise we did have like a food one which obviously you eat it so that was (laughs) but um 
And so that's one way is normally you get free product. To actually get money, I don't know, we haven't gotten money from any sponsors. I don't think we're important enough to, <laughs> like we're not we're, an extreme athlete or something. Yeah, we're slowly getting there, you know, and just, just the, I, I, I see it just slowly growing, but I mean, it's finding those different ways of to be able to bring in money. You know, and it's not going to be just one thing, you know, just because it works on one platform doesn't mean it's going to work on the other. No, it's totally different. And the biggest thing I feel like is I hear, because people share about this on, I would say on Twitter more so, they share about their frustrations with how to make money online. I think there's this urgency of I have to make it right away. I've been doing this for so long. I need to make money or I'm not successful. Well, it takes time to build something that people want to be a part of for you to have enough traffic onto your sites so that they know that you're doing cool stuff because so many people are doing really cool things and so it's a process and so I would just encourage whoever's out there listening to like not be discouraged if they're trying to make money online because what we've heard from the research we did it really takes about two years to make any amount of significant money we make money on the ads we have on our website is it enough that we've been able to cash out yet because the minimum cash out's $100 nope but, you know, maybe in another five months we can. I think we've made like 20 bucks. So everyone listening, go to our website and click some ads. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You don't have to buy anything. Just click some ads. But, um, so that's, you know, one way to do it. So for us, we're very practical people. We dream big, but we're very practical of how is this actually going to work. So you know, Yeah, on the actual ac execution of things, it's like having a van, like, sounds super cool. Like, I've, I want to build one. I want to build a schoolie. But in reality, like, from day-to-day -day life, is it really that practical? You know, that's why we got an SUV and a, uh, a trailer that we're towing behind, you know, versus one of the other options. That's, I think, what we've really been learning since we've been on the road is dreaming versus reality. Because a schoolie, we see these schoolies and they look really, really cool, you guys. People are doing really awesome things. I wish we were those people. We are too practical. Now, maybe if we had more money just for like we could just use on whatever it would be different but we are on a strict budget and so we have, <laughs> we have we have one and a half more months until we have to earn money so we have just enough time before we dip into our long-term savings and so, that's why we've been trying the last two months of getting our well i would say last month we did all the coursework yeah. for the insurance adjusting life so now we're ready we're ready to go we're you know we're gonna get our gear this weekend and or not this weekend but the next couple days and get ready to go down to florida but anyway i digress yeah, and just, you know, with that, uh, on the money side of things, you know, learning how to budget. And that's one of the things that, you know, we take pride in. You know, Amy is the, the budget master. Oh, so I'm going to get really sick of it, you guys. It's very depressing, <laughs> too, because especially when you go over, you're like, oh, I went over for the month, and you tried so hard, but stuff came up. Like, we went over, what, $400 this month? Well, we had our new trailer. So we had to pay $148 in trailer insurance, so that was unplanned for. We had $252 that we had to pay for licensing. That's like to do the application and the fingerprinting stuff. That was unplanned for. And I mean, we, when we decided to do our licensing, we estimated for both of us it'd be about $1,500. So we knew we like we have the money and said it's fine. But each month when we do our budget, we anticipate in each category what we're going to spend so above and beyond that we spent you know four hundred dollars unplanned so then you start september in the negative which is depressing but we're like well in reality it's not like we just went and bought all this 
frivolous things or we spent a ton on sightseeing or did these things outside it, of our goals. It was really for a purpose, you know, yes. or practical. It's, you know, it's so we can make money. Yeah. But get, uh, in regards to being practical and how to be on the road and actually earn a living and, and do things, it everyone, this is what I've learned. Everyone is so different on what their skill sets are, what they're comfortable doing. Um, like if I was traveling alone, I, w I actually wouldn't do independence insurance adjusting. I don't feel comfortable going up on the roofs. Jake and I are um, working as a team and I'm doing more like the computer stuff and analyzing the policies and then submitting the estimates. And you know, he's doing the actual like measuring and going on the roofs and inspecting and everything like that. So it works really well to both of our strengths and what we're comfortable with. So that's not gonna be the best plan for somebody. Or maybe you can travel and full-time forever it's maybe you're just for the summer every three like if you're a teacher every three months you go travel and how do you make your money while you're on the road well you could save during the school year but I think they get paid well that's a whole other thing that's not a good example because they make money in the summer I think they get a part of their so that's not yeah. a good example but let's just say you travel you know you take every summer off and you travel and you want to make some money doing that well you could get a seasonal job we didn't like it, but you may love it. So it just, do your research. And there's so many articles out there about how you can make money on the road. I think a lot of it's a load of crap, but <laughs> you can look For into sure. it to see. But just be weary. If it's a get rich scheme, it is. And that's what we've read a lot about with <laughs> insurance adjusters. That these people are like, oh, there's our almost empty guests. Like, um, people uh, saying that oh insurance adjusting is just you know you're just gonna go get rich quick and stuff well if you have the mentality yeah that's what it is but that's not the, if you're long term gonna really commit and doing it you know yeah it's, it's hard work it's not easy yeah and, and we're here for the long game you know we're not just uh, here for a quick fix and you know that's why we're, we did the podcast that's why I wanted to do the podcast because I enjoy listening to podcasts I've listened to some from you know, I started on episode one and, you know, just kind of go in order. And it's kind of cool to see the evolution of of something, you know, and that's kind of us evolving in this process and, you know, changing our careers. I think uh, you change a career eight times in your lifetime. I think that was back in the day, but uh, I don't know what it is for the new millennials and all. Well, yeah, and the thing is, too, if you've been listening to the podcast since the beginning, it has changed so much. <laughs> and we really, really wanted to interview people who are traveling full-time. It is near impossible when you do not have good service. So that got nixed, I think, after three or four uh, interviews. And it was really disappointing because we had one, <clears throat> this couple we interviewed. It was such a good interview, you guys. They were chefs. They had been traveling for, what, 14 years. Like just the coolest people, and we couldn't even hear them yeah. on our when we because we had issues with our technology and the connection. It was just very disappointing. Yeah, we could we could do the actual interview, but when it come came to recording it, it did not work out. I was very epically disappointed. Yeah, there were some choice words said. Yeah, technology is not friendly at times. Yeah, so instead of we've decided instead of trying to make each podcast. Um, about a certain topic or oh this is what we've been doing for traveling because honestly I, I don't know that I'd want to listen to somebody talk about all the hikes they did in 
because that's what we've been doing all summer pretty much is just hiking and traveling national parks it's not that exciting to listen to it's yeah. exciting <laughs> to see so on social media it's really cool to see but on a podcast who wants to listen to that so that's what we've been doing more like i could tell you how sore my calves are from two days ago <laughs> from going you know 2300 foot in elevation change but I'm not, so... Yeah, and I don't know that you can relate unless you've done it and be like, oh, yeah, that's tough. But if you're super in shape, you probably aren't sore. So, yeah, again, not that interesting. So we've been trying to tweak the podcast to be more interesting to people, like, on a broader scale. So hopefully you guys find this interesting and the challenges of traveling full-time. And, I don't know, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. Yeah, yeah, we're just trying to be real and... uh on some future episodes, we're going to be chatting about uh, kind of the budget side of things and really kind of how to do it. I think that's the next episode. We're going to be like, this is how we actually budget day-to-day and the tough decisions you have to make. And sometimes you can't buy organic. And that's okay. Like, <laughs> I just feel like we live in this world. Uh, like, if you don't buy organic, you are just killing yourself. Well, you know what? Some people can't afford it. Yeah. And that's okay. And I feel like there's a lot of judgment when people buy the off brands. There's nothing wrong with great value. <laughs> yeah, no. That's so, the brand at Walmart in case you don't know that. Yeah, so we're going to be uh, kind of touching base on that and we'll try to keep it interesting. So do appreciate everyone listening and yeah, following and along with to us. Yeah, our YouTube because we do, I think, have 115 followers now. If you're into YouTube and you want us to learn about... We do a lot of cool videos of um, the big hikes we do. Those are the big videos. And then Jake does reviews of campgrounds. And we do gear reviews. And what else do we do? Uh, I think that's about it as right now. So okay. so if you're into that stuff, follow us. If not, follow us on Instagram, Unnamed Adventures. Cheers, guys. Thank you for joining this week's episode. We're updating our YouTube channel to include how-to guides, gear, and campsite reviews, and much more. Just search Unnamed Adventures.